you've reached the Possession Arrow podcast with Robbie Rocketman Simpson and Pat Hallelujah Helmet. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, and our boy Jeeves. One second, Jeeves. Jeeves, how's it going? Where you at, buddy? Hello, everyone. Pleasure to be here. I'm Jeeves. But the fellas call me G-Money. That's right. That's our boy G-Money. G-Money. Oh, man. He knows more NBA than anybody. I thought you were going to say Anthony Davis. That would have been, been a good segue, wouldn't it? I don't know. Let's talk to our boy Jeeves here. Where does Anthony Davis end up? Pat, you want to take this one? Oh, well, thank you. Good question, Jeeves. Uh, you know, AD, he could really... It really depends on when the, how long the Pels want to hold on to him for. Uh, I heard that the Lakers... Uh, or they were asking the Lakers for four first-round draft picks or even more, six. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> that's way too much. But... I mean, LeBron wants him, so Magic might as well pull the trigger and get him. Honestly, I think he's definitely going to go to the Lakers. Everyone knows it. He wants to be a Laker one way or the other, whether it's, you know, he's a Laker via free agency in 2020 or he gets traded there this season. Why would a team like Boston trade for a guy for just one season? I mean, Toronto traded for Kawhi. Very very true. And they look good now, but a year from now when Kawhi's not there, like... But... The Raps just wanted to to rebuild anyway, so they wanted to take that shot before that rebuild happens, and then go forward with like Siakam and Fred. But you know, AD also did say he would sign with some other teams like the Bucks. And how dangerous would AD and Giannis be in the East? I I just don't see it. And I mean, like when we're still talking about the East, I'm talking about the Celtics, and supposedly their best offer would be something like either Gordon Hayward or Marcus Smart. Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier, and two firsts. And personally, I'd prefer the Lakers' offer of Lonzo, Kuzma, Ingram, Lance, Beasley, Rondo, and two firsts. Like, that right there, I mean, it's not a power lineup, but that's five or six guys who can start, and you get the same two firsts that Boston's going to give you. True. No, because the Boston picks are Kings and Grizz that you would get, which are some dynamite ones, while the Lakers are going to give you their own picks. And they get AD, those picks are going to be like 27th and 30th. Yeah, but I mean, like, Kuzma wasn't a lottery guy. No, but... And he's the best guy in the deal. Very true, but he's a dime a dozen. Shout out to Kuzma. Shout out to Kuz. Kuz, I know you're listening, buddy. (laughs) Jeeves? If the Lakers are awarded Anthony Davis, what position will they be in? Uh, Ooh, that's a good one, Jeeves. Uh, I think they're going to go right up to the third spot, honestly, because... That that lineup of LeBron and AD, like the AD is the perfect player to put beside LeBron. That is that is just the strength in numbers. And all your numbers are are two dynamite players. So I mean they will they will they will only be behind, of course, Golden State. Heard they're good. Heard they're really good. And uh, my second team, who I'm really big on, is OKC. I think they will finish second in the West. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, the Lakers are a playoff team with or without AD. Like, let's be real here. But I personally think that they'll be a better team the following season if they don't get AD now. You know, if they let AD go into free agency, they'll be so much better because then they don't have to give up those assets. That's true. But, I mean, if AD does come to L.A., this season, say tomorrow, their lineup would be LeBron, AD, Melo. Gotta assume he's signing. He in LA. for sure signs. You got You, you got to think he's playing for free. Yeah. 
And then the following season, like Clay, Kyrie, you know, if, if they do wait to go into the offseason and trade for him. And then, I mean, they're going to get one of those guys. They're yeah. going to get Clay. They're going to get Kyrie. Maybe Kawhi, if they can talk him into being a Laker instead of a clip. And then Zubac or McGee is your five. Like, there's that's what's no, up. There's no way you can get a lineup with all those, all those guys want to get paid. Melo will play for free. Melo plays for free this year, but LeBron's already like, making thirty. But when you're saying like Kawhi AD's going to make his twenty-seven, and who like you were saying Kawhi, you were saying Kyrie. Oh, I'm not. You don't get all of them. You get one of them. Oh, okay. You get yes. one of them. Then yes, 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 yes. You get one of them. You I get think, three superstars. I think Kawhi is going to see the what like how he was saying LeBron. That's kind of like an area he doesn't want to go into. I think he'll either choose those Clippers or go elsewhere. Because I don't, I don't think La La Land is going to be the place. And by La La Land, I mean the LeBron Lakers. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you're saying. But I just... It'll be interesting. What are your thoughts on Mr. Leonard in Toronto? Honestly, Toronto looks like a bunch of geniuses. But only for the one year. They had to move DeRozan, who would have loved to spend his entire career in Toronto... And Kawhi, he can't wait to leave. They're two games back on the Bucks, and they're winning over 70% of their games. And Kawhi isn't even playing every back-to-back just yet. They look good. He looks good. It's his best statistical season. He's averaging 27-8. and eight, But his bags are already packed to move to L.A. to play with LeBron. He's, he's been buying homes. Yeah, he's already buying homes. He just bought, like a, what was it, like a $20 million Something house in like San that. Diego. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is where he went to school. Shout out Aztecs. What? But. I know Aztecs you listening to. Um, but yeah, he's not hanging out in Toronto more than he has to. No, unless unless the Drake factor is stronger than what we th- everyone thinks it is. Is that a thing? The Drake fa- the Drake factor is a huge thing. He he shows people what's up in Toronto. So maybe maybe he, he, he shows them what's up. He is their ambassador. That's right. And you know, maybe maybe Canadians really gravitate towards Kawhi Shu and show Kawhi that you could be such a marketable player here. Like, look at Vince Carter. That's when the Raptors were nobody, and everybody loved Vince. But Vince didn't wear New Balance. No, that's very true. <laughs> uh, you're not going to see an OVO New Balance collab. Shout out to New Balance. Shout we out know to you listen. We know you listen to Drizzy. <laughs> Champagne Poppy, what up? What is LeBron's impact on the league? Easy. LeBron is the most important player in the league, in basketball, gen- in just general. I mean... LeBron takes the hapless Lakers and had them in third place in the West until he, well, until he was hurt. Without him, they went 6-12 and 12 and they fell all the way down to 10th. Now, I mean, in comparison, the Cavs, who went to three consecutive finals with him, without him, they only win 20% of their games. And their odds right now, if you're betting on them, are 3,000 to 1 to win the title. You put $100 down, you're winning a house. <laughs> Like, that's insane. It's the best or worst odds, however you want to look at it, in the NBA right now. That's wild. Yeah, he's he is such a gravitational player. He's just like that once-in-a-generation kind of guy. He's like a moon. He's a, Yeah, he's an eclipse. He's an will. eclipse, I will. He he is a machine. And not, nothing is more important than LeBron. LeBron is the be-all, end-all right now of the NBA. He's, I believe, just 260 points behind Jordan in all-time points right now. Shout out to MJ. Shout out to, shout out to LeBron too, though. Even more. <laughs> uh, yeah, the king. Uh, but yeah, LeBron can do no wrong. 
he's going he is going hard for that last championship that's for sure did you have an s on the end of championship i thought i heard an s it was singular no there was an s it was championships uh alex what is single mr jonathan wall what does his injury mean to the wizards uh really hurts the wizards i mean they weren't very much to begin with they did sign dwight who they thought would maybe take him to that next step up in the weak east. You think they sign him because Wizards need magic and that's where Dwight started his career? Mind blown. Whoa. Whoa. No idea. <laughs> um, we'll ask Dwight. Dwight, we know you're listening. <laughs> shout out D12. Uh, but no, uh, John Wall, that, that injury hurts them. How tradable is he? Not very tradable at all because that contract swells up. I believe with next year it goes up to thirty something million, or it blows up. It is like forty two. It is Astro World. It's Astro. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Travis Scott. Shout out Sicko Mode. Shout out Drake again. It's it, it, there's no if they want to retool anything within the Wizards, they need to trade uh, Bradley Beal, and they, they need to trade uh, their three man. I forgot his name right now. Otto. Yeah. Otto Rocket. That's right. Shout out Nickelodeon. Shout out. Sorry, I forgot your name, dog. <laughs> Um, yeah, the Wizards look the worst that I've ever known them to look. They look so bad. And the John Wall setback is not going to help. Supposedly he slipped at home this weekend, and now we're looking at a 12-month timetable. They need to move him or Beal, because when they're yeah. both healthy and on the court, they play awful basketball. They can't yeah. share the ball. They play so much better when it's just one of them on the court. As a team, they play better. Yeah. Um, I think they need to test his market and see what he's worth, but I don't know what he's worth because that contract gets insane. He is a franchise player. He's totally a franchise player. I don't know why he doesn't have a shoe. I'd, I'd consider getting John Wall. But he doesn't have a shot. He, he's quick and he gets to the basket, but he, doesn't, he needs to develop a shot. And especially to convince a team to pay him 40 plus million dollars a year you need to shoot a three in today's NBA. So I don't think I don't think they have a shot in hell in moving John Wall. They need to they need to call the Lakers and be like, what do you want for Bradley Beal? Yeah, imagine if they had a guy who could just like spot up at like a two shooter. He just he literally just runs around the court, finds a spot, and that's what LeBron loves. And that's when he just does those no look dimes into the corner splash. Yeah, but that's what John Wall does too. I mean like the last two consecutive seasons He's led the league in driving to the paint, throwing it out, and I forget what the stat is, but it's something like no dribble threes. He's the most, or he's the biggest distributor two seasons in a row. Very true, but without a shot, you sag off that guy, and when he comes to you, he's, dare I say, like a, a glorified Rajon Rondo. He's better than Rajon. Like, uh, yeah, I think he was like... He's a, got a ring. Yeah. Shout out Rondo. <laughs> Shout out Rams. That's, that's, that's impressive, yeah. He beats Wall in that, that's for sure. I, I definitely think he's a franchise guy. If I'm a team, I consider throwing him a first. I consider it. If He's a great point if guard. If he's a franchise guy, though, do you want to be paying him 40 plus million? Somebody's got to. Somebody's got Somebody's to Somebody's got to. Now, but do you want to be that guy? But imagine if you had like him on the Pistons, Blake Drummond and John Wall. Yeah, but look at the the Pistons were supposed to be something this year. No, they weren't. Please. Well, they don't have a Reggie Jackson is a nobody. Uh, He's but, a great ball player, great baseball player. Reggie Jackson, shout out to Reggie. Most valuable player, name your maestro. 
Cool, Jeeves, my maestro. Good question, Jeeves. Shout um, out, Jeeves. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with Giannis on this one. Uh, I, I saw a stat line that when Budenholzers came in, they used to be like in the top twenty in all the all the stats, but nothing in the top like nothing in the top fifteen. It was all sixteenth, twenty eighth sometimes, and now they're all in top five in all categories that matter. Uh, and Giannis has just taken that next step up too, averaging that double double, uh, twenty five plus points, twelve plus rebounds a game. Uh, the guy's just a defensive machine. Uh, you you see him running down the court, and you. The only person that you're more scared of stop, actually, the two more pe- two more people you're scared of stopping is the goat, LeBron, LeBron James, not the goat, definitely or the goat, getting hit by a Mack truck, Zion Williamson. Those two are the only full of guys. goats. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it sounds like you've got Budenholzer as your MVP. Budenholzer makes Giannis the MVP. All right, so MVP, Jeeves. I know the question was directed at me, um, James Harden. This league is all about offense. Harden won it last season. He oozes 30-point games. He has 27 games remaining and is only 16 away from baby goat Michael Jordan's record um, for 40-point games in in a season. Next up, though, is Giannis. Guy does it all. Or you could even consider Russell Westbrook. If it's not Harden, it'll come down to, honestly, I think... Whoever whoever's team has the best win loss record. Do you think it's Russ or do you think it's PG? Because I think it's PG. He's he's the number one guy right there. Right well, he's now. the number one scorer, but Russell Westbrook he, is number one in assists, and that's not a Westbrook thing. True, but uh, Paul George, I believe, is still the number one in steals per game, and he's up for Defensive Player of the Year. Let's just take it to our sponsors. Yeah. Do you have any headphones? No, why? Oh, I was hoping to listen to the Possession Arrow podcast. You can do that without headphones. Just hit play. Really? Yeah, it's pretty easy. All right. I love Possession Arrow podcast. All right. Now that we're back, settled, glass of water. Young fans right there. Young fans, (laughs) yeah. We got a lot of them. Here we go. Jeeves. Now we're off to a segment the chaps call Spill the Beans. Spill the beans. I think I smell that fresh coffee there. I love fresh coffee. We're all about spilling beans here. We're gonna we're gonna use a single word to describe a player or a scenario. What do we got first? James Harden's thirty point game streak will end at blankety blank games. Well, Jeeves, I believe he's at already uh, 27. 27. So, Shout out 27. You know, and in the spirit of 30-point games, I'm going to say he ends at 30. 30? 30 points. You think he's only got three more in a row? I think he's got three. I, you know, the, guy gets, the guy gets 30 before half. Chris Paul's back. Right. And he's, he's gotten three more 30-point games. Right. Hear me out. Sorry. Chris Paul just got back, so he's getting back into his rhythm. He's going to start scoring more points, getting back into the flow of the, of the system. Then... You have Harden. He takes so many free throws a game. And he looks for those refs to give him the calls. They're eventually not going to give him the calls. And when he breaks it, he will be at like 29 points. He's just going to miss it. First of all, I love that you're calling out the free throw thing. That's important. He's on pace to tie Michael Jordan's record of, what was it, 37 points a game or something for the season? I forget what it was, but it was something like that. that. It was 36, 37. He's actually averaging 0.5 less free throws a game than Michael. 
So when people are like, oh, he gets more free, free throw calls than I've ever seen. Everything's a foul. Michael Jordan got just as many, if not half a free throw more. Well, I'm going to be that guy and look at the fouls that compared from Michael Jordan's time to James Harden's time. Michael Jordan was getting hacked by guys like Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, these ginormous Shaquille O'Neal. Skinny, skinny Shaq or Thick Shaq? Oh, no. Th- we're talking Thickums Shaq. <laughs> Two C's. Shout out Instagram models. Superman. Uh, and Shaq then, Diesel. And then you have James Harden who will just, you know, do a little flippity flip, flop, flip, flip here. Or as Chiefs calls a little blankety blank. And then he just throws it up. And what's that? Anyway, so Jeeves asked us both the question. And um, my answer is his first injury incurred game. I've got a four-parter. Um, big fan of hyphens here. Shout out hyphens. Guys, strap in. Hear me out. He's got 27. And I think it's honestly going to take an injury to knock him out of this streak. Because his next six games are against sorry defenses like Sacramento. Every game goes, the opposing team scores 130. Right. OKC. Ooh. Oh, they like to score a buck 10 at least. Dallas. Minnesota. 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 The Lakers. What, your boy Braun can't stop? Braun might take a day off. <laughs> and Golden State. 30, 30, 30. Golden wait, 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 wait. 30, 30, 30. Nah, I think OKC. Etc. Et dot, 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 ellipses. OKC, it stops. Ellips, ellipses. Ellipses. Blankety blank season. Also, though. A blankety blank season of what, Jesus? Blankety blank season. Of course. So Derek Rose, in my opinion, is having a oh yeah season. Um, never been a true D Rose guy. I think his MVP was a joke. It was LeBron fatigue. It should have been LeBron. It should have been LeBron. Shots. Um, he's having a good season. It's not a great season. It it really isn't. I looked into it because I remember all the hype last month. And everyone needs to chill. The guy's only started 13 games. Started 13 games. He's averaged near 18 and 4, which is dope. But everyone needs to calm down because those numbers are good for 39th most points per game and 32nd most assists. Well, and because of those games started, that's why I'm saying Derrick Rose is having a sixth man season. Because he should win that sixth man award for everything you just said. He's averaging 18 points off the bench. He's hit a couple game winners. He hit that 50 memorable, was, I'm pretty sure that was the very first 50-point game of the season. Uh, and considering his MVP, considering his MVP, guy was electric. Considering MVPs, James Harden has quite a few 50-point games. Artificial numbers. They don't always, You're an artificial they number. They don't always You're an artificial number. wins what they're like. Blankety blank. Blankety, stay out of this, Jeeves. This is an argument between friends. You're the butler. Blankety blank. Jeez. Blankety blank yourself. You're getting on my nerves here, pal. Um, what about Victor Oladipo? What do you think the Pacers will, will be now that Victor Oladipo has blown his knee? He's not coming back. He could be back until next All-Star break. What do you see? I see those Pacers falling right down. Right out of the playoffs. Uh, I don't see him really winning much more games. Uh, if they do somehow sneak into those playoffs, it's because they've already won enough to keep them afloat. 
but they are they're a first round elimination. There's not much hope behind that. I mean, I don't even think I can really name their second goal. What is it going to be Sabonis? Is it who's going to be their go-to guy? Darren Collison. Cool. <laughs> Very cool. Without Victor Oladipo, the Pacers will fall. They'll fall in the standings. They were killing it. They were doing much better than I thought they were doing. They're currently only five and a half games back from the Bucks, which oh, yeah. I did not I know no that. Idea. I had no idea. They're in fourth. They're actually a game up on the Sixers, I think. Wow. Which says a lot. And I know they won last night against the Pelicans, but it was the Pelicans. But the Sixers will be up on them by the end of the week. Assuming the Pacers, because they're all right. Like, they ain't bad. It's the, it's the East. Um, assuming the Pacers can play 500 ball, they should still sneak into the playoffs because they're still nine games up on the eighth seed Miami Heat. They're yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, that's and if you have them at about par at Miami, like maybe a little bit worse, but that nine games is a lot. I'm surprised Miami's the eighth. We don't need to go there. In the offseason, Kyrie will blank to blank. Kyrie's going to bounce. It doesn't sound like Kyrie's wanting to stay, and I kind of understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Celtics are competing, mm-hmm. but they're sure not going to beat the Rockets. They're not going to beat the Thunder. They're not going to beat any of these top teams in the West. He wants to win now, and this team is going to be super good. It's going to be Warriors good five years from now, mm-hmm. four years from now, when they've got Tatum, they've got Brown, they've got Rozier, and all of these draft picks, these first-rounders, playing together. You know, that's seven guys who are balling. You and know? all want time. And Gordon Hayward will probably still be there because that contract's pretty gross. And so, he loves his coach. Right? Yeah, totally. So, I mean, Kyrie wants out of there now. So... Why not pair him up with two superstars, which seems to be the thing, in New York? You know, people are saying KD could be going to New York. Whoever's going, whoever's drafting number one should be taking Zion. Chances are that could be New York. Um, Or, all of a sudden, he's homies with LeBron again. And I know everyone's, like, poo-pooing the idea, but it worked before, right? Kyrie has a championship because of LeBron. He's been to two championships because of LeBron. So, I think Kyrie's going to bounce. I, you know, if he went from the Celtics right to the Lakers, there are some old school people that would be really mad about that because that is a ultimate hatred that has gone back decades. And for him just to bounce to, from Boston and go, hey, Bron, I'm coming to L.A., Ooh, I like, and I know he tells people that he doesn't owe them anything. He doesn't. He doesn't. And you know, do your thing. But people are gonna get super mad at you. Uh, that being said, I really hope he goes to New York. Uh, I think him and KD, because I believe KD wants to enhance his legacy. Um, so he wants to enhance that legacy by going to New York seeing or winning that uh, championship for New York and then putting him in that upper echelon of NBA players. Uh, So honestly, I think Kyrie should go to New York and start winning some championships with KD. Makes sense. Another word from our sponsors. This commercial is brought to you by Skip and Shannon's sautéing pan. Because you know, if George Foreman has one, might as well just give it a shot. Another wonderful ad from, from our sponsors. You know, I was thinking about buying one of those. I love pans. Shout out to pans. Purrs. NCAA Basketball, a.k.a. The Zion Chronicles. 
All right, so this is our college hoops portion of the podcast. We'll just run you down some quick, easy things here. Top five, Tennessee, 20-1. and one. Two, 19-2 Duke, 21 Virginia, 21-2 Gonzaga, and 18-3 Kentucky. Tennessee still sits on top of the AP polls for the third week in a row. Aside from a tough game with Kentucky, they may honestly win out. Their schedule is super easy, especially compared to everyone else. But all that means is that they'll avoid Duke until the Final Four. Which he wants. That's real, well, that's what you need. Yeah. But I mean, that's all that means. So it, it doesn't mean that they're going to win the championship. It just means that it really doesn't start for them until the Final Four. Yeah. Does Tennessee have the most talented roster? No. Duke Duke has three, maybe four lottery picks in Zion, RJ Barrett, Cam Reddish, and Trey Jones. Three of those guys are bound to go in the top ten. And you could sneak four into the top fifteen if people are really looking forward to like Trey Jones's unreal defense. He's the best defending point guard that Coach K's ever had, for sure. And that being said, though, Tennessee definitely has the most talented team. They've got eight players who all complement each other super well when they're on the court. In fact, in comparison, they've only got one player who's expected to get drafted at all this season, and that's small forward Admiral Schofield, who has a dope name. Best name in the league. Best name in Tennessee. <laughs> the state, not just the team, the <laughs> entire state, Admiral Schofield. Um, and he's supposed to go in the back end of the second round. Zion goes number one. Easy. Cam, RJ Barrett, they go top five. Probably in reverse order. Barrett, Barrett goes 2-3. Yeah. Reddish goes... T- Five-ish. Yeah. Trey Jones goes somewhere in the top 20. You can't pass up on Zion. He isn't the most outright talented player in the league, but he'll fill your arena. He is a blockbuster waiting to happen. Everyone's going to want to see that guy. He is ginormous. Let's take it to the break. Do you know how many friends I have? A million. Because I listen to Possession Arrow Podcast. Check it out. Got grad photos coming up and don't know quite the right photographer to hire? Hire Manuel's photography. Because, you know, Brianna and Sydney chose, so why don't you too? On this episode of Whatever Happened To... What, what, what is this segment? What is whatever happened to you? So what what happened to? Uh, this is gonna where we're gonna talk about some players that you know were supposed to be the next big thing, the me- next big shot, and just fizzled out of the league. Uh, so there's someone who is supposed to be a someone, and that someone today is uh, our good old friend Anthony Bennett. Shout out Anthony. Uh, Purs. Purs. Went to UNLV. Big guy. Six foot eight. Two two thirty eight two forty. While he was playing in college, his uh, his strengths were his length and athleticism, his offensive versatility, versatility, uh, his offensive rebounding, and overall his p- potential. People were enamored by this Canadian. Uh, in 2012-2013, his only season at UNLV, uh, he averaged sixteen point one points per game, eight point one rebounds, twelve or one point two blocks, fifty two percent field goal. Uh, percentage and a 70% from the free throw. So not too bad, but you know, that potential was there. He had a seven foot one wingspan. He was powerful and explosive. He shot 74% at the rim, which was top 10 in the NCAA. 
great quickness and great explosiveness. Uh, some of his downfalls, which really translated to his career in the NBA, uh, were some things like doesn't operate with the back to the basket. He needed to improve his post game to be an NBA four. And especially in today's, day, today's game, he would have to develop that three. Uh, and also he lacks post finishes and jump hooks. With all that being said, he still got drafted by Cleveland, going number one, uh, was the highest drafted Canadian, uh, along with Andrew Wiggins. Uh, in his first season with the Cavs, he played 52 games, uh, about 12.8 minutes a game, and he averaged about 4.2 points and three rebounds. So, you know, very pedestrian, especially when you're talking about a number one pick. Uh, however, when the Cavs waived him, he then went to the Wolves. Uh, with the Wolves, he averaged 50, uh, he had 57 games played, uh, 15 minutes and 5.2 points with 3.8 rebounds. So he's starting to improve. Uh, but then, you know, things started to crash. Uh, he then got, uh, waived by the T Wolves and then signed to the Raps. Uh, the Raps sent him down to the 305 pretty quickly. Uh, after that, he then signs to the New Jersey, or the, sorry, my apologies, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, the old New Jersey Nets. Big Jason Kidd fan here. Loved him. First jersey I ever had, actually. Shout out to kids. And uh, I'm just going to do a real, real uh, asterisk there. I said he got waived by the Cavs. He actually got traded to, in the Kevin Love deal. Man, he is so forgettable, nobody would have known Yeah, that. right? How awful. It was a deal that was uh, Anthony Bennett. Uh, it was... Andrew Wiggins and Thaddeus Young from the Sixers for Thad Kevin Love. Thad Young. And then the Sixers got Luke Mbaamute <laughs> and Alexi Shved with an, also a first round pick. I did like Shved. You liked him, eh? I liked him. <laughs> think he's out of the league now? I think almost everyone you named was is out of the league now. Thaddeus Young is still in there. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah. So then after the Brooklyn Nets signed him, uh, he got waived. Then he couldn't find for real any- this time. For real this time. Got it. Yeah, no, no joking around here. He got waived. Uh, then he went to a Turkish basketball league. Uh, I'm gonna pronounce this, but it's gonna be totally wrong. Uh, Fenerbahce. I think you nailed it. Thanks, man. Been practicing this. Been practicing my Turkish lately. We got a lot of Turkish fans on the air. So uh, in uh, ten Euro games, he averaged only 1.2 points per game. So really wasn't anything, but. Uh, 2017, when he played for Fenerbach, uh, they won the EuroLeague title. The only <laughs> season that they won. So, guy was getting his mojo back. Uh, on September 22nd, 2017, he signs with the Phoenix Suns. October 11th, he gets waived. Later in the month, he joins the Northern Arizona Suns, which is their G League affiliate. Um, after that, he gets traded to the main Red Claws. With, uh, for a third, oh, sorry, with a third round pick and rights to Wesley Saunders. Um, on that, in that season is where Anthony, Anthony Bennett really, really started to pull it together. Uh, he averaged 16 points per game, 7.6 rebounds a game, 1.8 assists, 1.2 steals, 0.6 blocks, averaged 47.9 field goal percentage, 41 from three, and almost 80% from the free throw line. So he started to get back to his, you know, college days. Uh, unfortunately, he then got traded uh, to the Agua Caliente Clippers. Shout out Clippers. What up? 
Uh, he got traded for James McAdoo or Michael McAdoo. Oh yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> and a third pick. Yeah, he used to play for the uh, Golden State Warriors. Wow. Yeah. Uh, in 24 games with the Agua Caliente Clippers, shout out Clippers. Uh, he's averaging 21 minutes, uh, getting uh, 4.6 rebounds a game, 1.2 steals, 12.7 points. So he's a little bit down. Uh, his field goal is 55 percent, however, his three point is 45 percent, and his free throw is 83 percent. Uh, so he's getting those numbers back, and in a recent interview, he said his NBA dream is not over. So he is shooting for the stars. And, you know, maybe this, our very first What Happened, will be a good story and he'll be back in the NBA soon. Yikes. It sounds like you <laughs> recounted, like, the life of Leangelo Ball. <laughs> like, he sucks. Coming up next episode, yeah. Leangelo Ball. Shout out, Balls. <laughs> Possession Arrow becomes Thursday Night Moneymakers. So this is the site, the site, this is the chance we have to offer to you the opportunity to bet with one of us. Make some money. And make some money. So we'll start off with the early game. Denver Nuggets, Brooklyn Nets. Pat, who you got? I'm going to go with Denver, pretty obviously. Uh, Jokic is pretty unstoppable. They got a pretty sick squad. I'm going with them. I take Denver too, but they just lost to the Pistons. Yoza. Yeah. Pelicans, Bulls. Would love to go with my Bulls, but they are hot trash fire garbage, so Pelicans it is. They are hot trash fire garbage, and the Pelicans aren't hot trash fire garbage. They, I think they're playing to kind of piss off their owner and win some more games now that AD's not there. I would agree. Like I think they're just playing angry. Holiday looks good. That fire's burning in their chest. Oh, like, chest burners. <laughs> they got heartburn, folks. Nasha. <laughs> Wizards, Bucks. Wizards, oh, I'm going to go Bucks. Give me the Bucks. Yeah, Giannis is going to dunk all over them. He dunks. Hornets, Mavericks. Mavs. Yeah. Give it to Luka. Give it to Luka. He's going to dominate. I do. I would love to see Kemba win, but I'm going to give it to Luka. Give me Luka. Suns, Jazz. Jazz, 100%. I'll take the Suns. Oh, undercard alert. Undercard alert. At 1%. Well, okay. You gave them zero, so I'll give them one. <laughs> Rockets, Kings. Ooh, good game. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the Rockets, but by barely. going to give the Rockets. James Harden scores 113 points. I'm going to give it James Harden 32 points, but it's going to be a seven-point game win for the Rockets. Give me a hard over on 32. Hard over? No, I'm... Forty bet. <laughs> Spurs Warriors. That's Warriors. the good game. That's, That's a good game. game. But Warriors will dominate. Yeah, it's the Warriors to win for sure. What else do we got from our sponsors here? Oh, check out the Possession Arrow podcast. It's rad. It's totally rad. Frosted Flake cereal, making fat people think they're eating healthy. I just bought three boxes of Frosted Flakes yesterday. Man, their their slogan's working. But skim milk, so oh, skim milk. I'm surprised you're not doing none of that almonds or anything like that. Shout out almonds. Do they have Do they have boobies? Almonds? Yeah. I think How do you get the milk? I think you like juice them. It's like almond juice. Mmm. Jeeves, finish this out here. On today's date in the history of the National Basketball Association. So two big things happened on February sixth. 
1988, some guy named LeBron, Michael Jordan. It's weird to pronounce. It's I know not, you guys can't see this, but I'm waving my Jordan shirt around because he's got to talk about Jordan right now. That's not how you spell LeBron James. Um, he won the Nestle Crunch Slam Dunk. Oh. With a perfect score of oh. 50. Oh. On his final dunk, it was pretty cool. Um, it was in Chicago, so that kind of makes me think that it was a little bias. Does LeBron, was LeBron in a slam dunk? No, because he already has right. too many trophies. Too many? He's he, got less than he has, Jordan, but he okay, has too much. A hundred too many trophies. Mm. And also, in 2008, blockbuster deal, Phoenix Suns acquire Shaq, Shaq Diesel, Superman... He wasn't Big Cactus just yet. He was a Big Cactus? Celtics, yeah. That's awful. No, wait, that was That would have been the Suns. That would have been the Suns. He was... What am I talking about? Celtics, cactuses. The big clover. Jesus. (laughs) Anyway, Phoenix Suns, they grabbed Shaq from the Miami Heat in exchange for four-time NBA All-Star, Sean the Matrix Marion. Loved him. And some guy named Marcus Banks. Yeah, don't remember him. But Sean Marion, the only guy that had a worse shot than Lonzo Ball, maybe, but made it work. I have an ugly shot, and... I make it work. <laughs> I make it work. Anyway, thank you for listening to our first episode of the Possession Arrow podcast. Check us out next week. See ya! See ya!